Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. As you noticed from last week when we talked about why dating is crazy as heck though, we are spending the next couple of episodes talking about relationships because relationships are so key to our life. They are so vital to our life. And then also some of the most damage we experience as a human being happens in relationships. But Tiffany and I totally believe that the most healing and redemption and freedom can come through relationships. And so today we're gonna be talking about why you need your people though. So Tiffany, why don't you tell us about one of your first people? Mm. When I was little, I remember meeting, you know what? I don't have the best memory, so I'm not going to have much detail to this. But when I was younger, I met two girls on the playground in the third grade. And at first we weren't the biggest fans of each other, but... I also went to a two-room schoolhouse with like seven people in my grade. So wow, no Slim way. pickings. Yeah, slim pickings. And uh, I remember thinking, you're here. We're going to make this work. You know what? <laughs> we don't have many choices, and I like you, and we're going to figure this out together. And just everything from playing house, steering recess, to painting our nails and watching Goosebumps. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the good things that you do. And, and we stayed together. We went to different middle, some of us went to different middle schools, but we ended up all getting transferred to the same one later. Um, and just really, I would say up until high school, I met these girls in third grade. And I'd say, I say we stopped hanging out around 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And some of that was just different life choices and hanging out with different crowds and choosing to do different things. But um, this idea of, really sticking it out with a couple yeah. girlfriends of, and it was, I grew up in a real, real, real small town. So riding our bikes to the Seven Eleven to get taquitos and ice cream. To, yes. Yeah. To just, um, endless nights talking about what our life could be and, you know, sharing about the boys we liked and all that good <laughs> stuff. It was just sweet. It was mm-hmm. sweet and innocent. And we definitely did some things we shouldn't have been doing and had so much fun in the process. Mm, I so love I, that. I'm sorry for the lack of specificity but there you go well I mean I think the older you get the the less you remember right (laughs) (laughs) when I was so I went to a very small school too for kindergarten but then for first grade um went to an elementary school in my tiny little hometown as well and identified another gal from across the room who was my height and dear (laughs) listener I have always been one head taller than everyone you know my whole entire life and so when I saw her little oh yeah absolutely I'll have to pull up some photos and post them on insta stories but yeah my who became like one of my dearest friends we actually are still very close today our families are still very close today um, and her name is katie burleson now she's a womble and i called her burl her whole life and she called me dodd mm-hmm. <laughs> and we literally have been friends since we were five years old but it started because we were both just giants and when people are calling you <laughs> the jolly green giant you need a comrade so yeah. she was my comrade and um it was just, just so fun <laughs> burl and dodd you guys burl sound and like, dodd yes. you sound like um Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures? No, worse than that. You sound... 
You sound like you guys are two cops who are just sick and tired, but you're still on the payroll, so you just That's keep amazing. showing up to work. Burl and Dodd, they don't want to see any of the action anymore. They just want to show up to the precinct to drink their coffee, clock their eight hours, off, and, <laughs> and head out for the day. Burl and Dodd. Hey, Burl and yes. Dodd, do you guys want to take this case? No. 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 <laughs> just waiting for retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, just she's here to amazing. collect my check. Yes. And when I think about like needing your people, I, I think about her family. So my mom is this beautiful human being who I've talked about so many times and, you know, was basically a single mom and her mom um, stayed at home to raise them. And one thing that was so cool about our friendship and our relationship was that we always were at each other's houses. Like her dad would always make this joke, like, I'm going to come, I'm going to start claiming you on my taxes, Dodd. You know, (laughs) my mom would say the same thing about her. And her mom very often would pack me extra lunch inside of her daughter's lunch. Or sometimes she would write me a little note just to say like, love you. And they would take me away for the weekend. Like they had, um, yeah, they had this tiny little lake house. They're phenomenal. And I would go to the lake house with them on the weekends or sometimes she would come spend the night at my house. So it was just so great to be able to be in community that way. And Mm. it's one of the things that I think about. I, I didn't only get to learn from her friendship the kind of love and grace that I really needed, but also from her family and vice versa. She got to experience so much from my family as well. And that's still true today. Like our kids know each other. Like we went and spent a weekend with them where they live and she's been out here to New York with her husband. And so I feel like it's, it's been such a beautiful journey to see like the long haul of her life. I mean, we have been friends for 32 years. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so we've seen it all, been through it all, done it all. And to experience that kind of love, you know, like that people just don't leave you when you go through hell and they don't walk away when you're experiencing something awful, but they're still there. And I think that that friendship specifically has been such a a through line in my life. And I'm so very, very thankful. (laughs) I love you, Burl. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love you too, Burl. (laughs) I know we've never met, but we're going to be real good friends. I think something that really ministered to me as you shared that was just her mom. And how as I'm a mom with little kids now, and if you're listening and you've got some little kids, how intentionally she loved you and how much she made a spot at the seat at their table of their heart and life. Yeah. Um, That's just really, really beautiful. So I'm taking notes on that. That was, that was precious. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Well, I think that it when we talk about why you need your people, not in a self-satisfactory way, but in a way that we can't get through this life without our people. We cannot That's walk. Right. If, think of the greatest women in history. They did not show up on the door of all that they dreamed of without people. And I'm not saying just in our dreams, but in everyday life, we are going to look back and remember the people, not how much money we had, not what we (laughs) ate or where we went. We're going to, I mean, I might remember what I ate because I love remembering what I ate, but I'm just saying for the average person, that's probably not a thing. And so (laughs) I just think as we think about the beautiful people in our life and the relationships and maybe relationships have stumped you in this season, in this time, because I think in every season there's room to assess what's working and what's not, as we've talked about in the past. But when it comes to your people, when it comes to your people, there's a few things we can remember. And I think first we cannot expect others to satisfy us. They are going to love you, but they That's aren't going to fix the broken yes. storylines in Correct. your life. That's a tall order, Ashley. Yes, Nobody is. can too do tall. that. Right. It's too tall. Yeah. It's too tall. Just like and- me. <laughs> 
You want to know what, though? You want to know what? You're, you think you're too tall, but guess what, Ashley Abercrombie? Do you know someone taller? No, I don't actually. <laughs> Not in my real life. I am the TV. Um, but I have a very nice suede, like, long cloak duster situation Ooh, yes. that I got in London last spring when we were on vacation. And I'm too short. And I'm like, oh, I'm, yes, I spent good, way too I'm much money to, to take it to the Goodwill. I oh, know. And I'm like, take it oh, yeah. to me, oh, yeah. sister. Yeah, it's blush. It is suede <laughs> oh, blush. Yes. And it's it'll right go to your knees. Alleyway. It'll go Wonderful. to your knees. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sorry, you know what, back guys? to it. It's a tall order. No. It's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's true, isn't it, Ashley? We cannot yes, expect others to be our everything. And I think that that's yeah. where... Uh, maybe some of us feel like, oh, I just, I want to have those close, intimate friendships. Yeah. I want those people to be close to me. But there is a fine line. You know what? It's not a fine line. It's a real thick line yeah. between um, wearing people out and sucking them dry yeah. and sharing your life. Come on. There really is. And, and on one side of sucking people dry, it is for your benefit, is for your gain. It is not reciprocal. That's it. That's the key they word. They exist to please you. They mm-hmm. exist to meet your needs emotionally right. and relationally and socially. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that is a meeting in the middle and each person not bringing 50% to the table, but bringing 100% of yeah. who they are. And I've always felt like um, when I think of the people that are close in my world and who sit at the table of my heart, as yeah. I often like to refer to it, they are my people who I would call. And again, that's not a heavy handful. That's a few people. Totally. Actually. That's right. Same. But with those people, I feel like the truest version of myself, the yeah. person that God always intended me to be. I love truly. that. And there's no lick of manipulation yeah. or... Um, resentment or bitterness or jealousy or comparison yeah it really is each of us inviting to be the truest version of ourselves. i really love what you're saying it's it's so true to my heart and so like i'm deeply deeply passionate about this issue of reciprocity and safety and i think um when i read the book safe people mm-hmm. by uh, mm, cloud one. and townsend we mentioned them last week as well just read everything they ever wrote to be honest but yeah safe people was such a game changer because i realized all the ways that i wasn't safe personally um you know, whether I was, you know, sometimes I would say something about somebody that I really didn't have any business saying, you know, and it, maybe it was true, but it didn't mean I needed to say it. It didn't make me a safe person for that person. Or maybe I didn't know how to engage with them. Or maybe when I came, it was exactly what you're talking about. I shared too much, or maybe I didn't share at all, which tends to be my case. Like somebody will do all the talking and I'll do all the listening. Um, and so I have to push myself to share. I have to push myself to open up, but whatever it is that makes me unsafe. And then I also got to identify how other people are safe because that's the only way you can have reciprocity is if you have safety if you have trust yeah. if you have vulnerability you have to have those things and that takes a lot of work and i think in our our day and age sometimes it can feel like you know oh we connected because i watched your insta stories every day this week but the Ugh, truth is you don't yeah. know anything about that person and you have not made any time in your life to sit with a real human being and um the other thing i wanted to say on this is sometimes i feel like we're longing for these relationships and we want them with a certain person rather than looking at who's right there in front of us like mm-hmm. who is organically in our life who do we connect with the most who are who are we able to see on a consistent basis with without a whole lot of effort because relationships are already a ton of work so if you can only see somebody you know every three months maybe those aren't your people you know so you have to figure yeah. out who's right here in front of me and why am I resisting 
um, my desire to connect with them and why am I resisting opening up to them um, and, and kind of unpacking what how am I unsafe how are other people unsafe and what makes me able to engage with others and how can I do that on a more consistent weekly basis because that's what it takes to build real friendship you have to be together in order to grow together Absolutely. It takes two healthy individuals to have a healthy relationship. Yep. And I think I I love what you said about what the work it takes. And it really does take work and sacrifice. Um, Two stories pop to mind. And um, one of them, forgive me, listeners, if you've heard me say this already, but it's too good not to share, especially if you're just joining us. I had a C-section after 40 hours of labor and my husband had to go straight back to work even before I was released from the hospital because he didn't have any more PTO. And so two girlfriends took turns coming to the house taking care of me. I couldn't lift my baby or anything like that due to the C-section. And one of them was helping me change my binder that you have to change to, that's, you know, kind of keeping you all together, quite yeah. literally binding you together. Yes. And I needed to change out the old one and put on a new one. And it was an extraordinarily painful process, especially within those yeah. first three days. And a dear friend of mine, we're in the bathroom because I need to go to the bathroom. So she's helping me get on the toilet and get off and undo the old binder, put on the new Hmm. one. And it is so painful. And I'm just like breathing through it because it was just, ugh. And I look at her and I say, I would never do this for you. (laughs) Did you mean that with all your heart? I did. And I was so, and what was real, the subtext of that comment was, I can't believe you're doing this for me. Wow. This is such a low moment. You know, your hormones are out of whack and I'm just feeling low. And I I really struggled with postpartum and I just had the blues. And here she is showing up. She was able to just work on her laptop, not go to the office those few days that she came and sat with me and Mm. took care of me and made my meals and did my laundry and all of these things. And it was so vulnerable and so kind and and truly the subtext was wow who are you like that you would sacrifice and she had three kids by the way wow um this wasn't just you know someone who had time to burn she was incredibly busy her and her husband were business owners and so it was just a her kindness was palpable in that moment and Hmm. I was so 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 incredibly thankful but I say all that to say that we expect to have these deep thriving relationships as you just said and make no mistake it requires such hard work as you said introspection but also uh, connectivity and being Mm -hmm. able to work out the rough edges in each other and Mm -hmm. just in marriage as we um, learn more about Christ and as we are loved and we are shaped and molded in our marriages so it is in friendship we receive the presence and goodness and grace of God through other people. Just as you said in the beginning, it's in relationships we've been hurt and it's in relationships that will be healed. And also finding that we are pushed to be the best version of ourselves in friendship. It's the truth. That is the absolute truth. I remember um, this very significant time um, in my life where I continued to you know, I, I just didn't value myself, to be honest. I, I didn't, I don't have a college degree. I don't have all these things. And I would think about what I don't have. And then I would give myself away in such a way that it was almost alarming. And I remember one of my dear friends, Catherine, we were sitting actually in the car, which is very often where we'd have our conversations after a church event or after whatever. And um, we'd just sit in the car for hours and listen to music and talk. And um, she just looked at me and she had so much compassion in her eyes. And she just said, why do you give yourself away so cheaply? 
Wow. And it was a time in my life where in my dating life, I was giving myself away very cheaply. In my work and career, I was giving myself away very cheaply. Even in the church, I was running myself ragged and giving myself away so cheaply. And in that moment, wow. what she did is she just asked me a very hard question that just sat in me like a rock because it was mm. just so true. And through that moment with her, that moment of compassion, but also like this just freaking raw dog honesty, you know, she just said <laughs> the truth. And I was like, man, you're right. And I started making significant changes. I remember at that time I changed a dating relationship. I changed the job that I was in. I reevaluated everything on my plate because a dear friend who really loved me had the courage to ask me a tough question. And that's the other thing I loved about our relationship is that she didn't say, you know what, you just, you need to stop doing this at church. You need to stop doing this in your job. You need to stop doing blah, blah, blah. She was so connected to me that it just took a question. You know, it was wow. just like, why are you, I love you so much. Why are you doing this? Like, really, why? Um, and so I love, what, I love what you said. Like, good friends, we do push each other to be the best that we can be. And we do push ourselves to hold to our value and convictions. And that really matters in friendship. You know, that's why we're all here together is to keep lifting each other up higher to the place that God has for us. And so that's really yes. powerful what you shared. Oh, and thank you for that story. That is, that's mind-blowing. And also just to point out how she... I love how you said she didn't tell you what to do. Mm -mm. She asked you a question that would lead you to an honest place. Yes. An honest place because she loved you and she believed the best for you. Isn't it just like a good friend to to stand in front of you and be a mirror and tell you what's true? Yes. Who knows you well (laughs) and and, and won't let you get all up in your head, Mm -hmm. won't let you get obsessed with uh, any distractions, but can help you you know, pull those distractions to the wayside and look at what's really going on. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite proverbs uh, is faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Gosh, and it's, wow. it's when a friend comes in love and gives you a little bit of a, a butt kick or a hair pat or whatever you may need in that moment, yep. that's because they love you and they Come care on. for you. That's and, the, right. and the faithfulness is in their companionship because they're going to be there. For, they're committed to you, right? Yes. They're committed to your personhood, yep. committed to who you're becoming. And at every moment when we talk about why you need your people, though, you need your people, just as Ashley said, because you are not going to advance in the ways and at the pace, at the pace that you might without them. That's right. They really play a key role in that. One of the ways um, that I have been so encouraged to really drop those distractions and see what God has and really walk that out was on my 30th birthday. And uh, my closest gals and I, we all went out to dinner at one of my favorite restaurants in Seattle. It's called The Pink Door. It doesn't have a sign or anything, just one pink door in an alleyway. And it's beautiful. You walk in and there's somebody on a trapeze over you and it's gorgeous Italian food. They've won a bajillion awards. They're just, Hmm. it's amazing. It's one of my favorite. In fact, Ashley, I've taken you there for lunch. I know. I was going to say we had lunch there when When, Jericho was Jericho was tiny, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got to take you in the evening, though. You didn't get the real deal. Okay, we'll go. Next time I'm out, we'll do it. (laughs) Um, And for those of you who visited Seattle, it's often one of the top um, recommended things on TripAdvisor. So if you haven't heard of it and you're making your way to Seattle, make sure the pink door is on your list. Anyway, so we were all sitting there. We're all dressed up to the nines, hair and makeup, and we're having this beautiful meal. And I was able to share what each of those friends meant to me. And it was my birthday and how they played such a key role and how thankful I am. And Hmm. it was a really beautiful thing. And at the very end, um, I shared a little bit about what I was excited. I had just pitched um, my first book to Hmm. a publisher a month before. And I was wait. It was going to the publication board, and I was waiting to see if it was going to get approved, and I would get a book deal. 
and the pub board was about 10 days after my birthday. So I was just sitting in anticipation, wanting, wondering, do I get to do this? Is this Whoa. a dream for me? Like, does this get to happen? And I was just so anxious about it. And I'm not normally an anxious person and just was so overcome with feelings of insecurity and like, man, I'm not going to get this. There's, you know, 95% of people who who attempt to become a published author never get their work in print. And I'm going through all the statistics and I'm kind of sharing my stream of consciousness at the table. And one of the girls looks at me and Melissa, since I know you're listening, she looks at me and she says with complete confidence, Tiffany, it's already been decided. Mm. It's already been decided. You don't need to do all this. You don't need to waste your time being anxious. It has already been decided. Now this beautiful woman, just like Catherine, yes, (laughs) (sighs) totally. And, um, and I was just like, you're right. I'm not in charge of this. There's nothing Mm. my anxiety is producing that is moving the needle forward. Right. And so being Hmm. able to have her, proclaim that over me in that moment was just so powerful and just she knew me she knew my struggle in that moment and she spoke truth over me that this was not um in my realm of choice making you know like she was Mm. she was right so I was so thankful for that so moving forward I think Ashley what are some of the things when we think why we need our people what are some practical things that we can do to ensure that we can keep a healthy rhythm going and not throw up our hands and think okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to invite people closer or what I'm, I'm scared. What do mm-hmm. I work through? So what are some practical things we can do? Yeah, well, here's a couple. I think start with story. You know, like how, how are you organically connected to people? You know, are you a young person just right out of college? Are there career professional meetups that you can be a part of? Are there some college people that you are very connected to that you could still remain in relationship with? You know, are you approaching a season of marriage? You know, are there other couples maybe in a premarital group or something like that that you could get connected with? Like start with story. What is your life? You know, do you have little kids running around? Are there park meetups that you could do with another mom that you feel a natural connection to? Um, So I feel like start with story. What are the things that connect you to others and pursue that? And then I think continuing to always be a healthy person you know that's something I I work on 24 7 like what what are my character traits is there anything God that you need to remove out of me is there are are there any trust issues that are keeping me from getting close to people God is there any pride in my life that is hindering me from from growing closer to others God would you help me and then the third practical thing I'd say is like make space Um, just last week I had a phone call with a couple of friends and it would have been so easy to cancel it I had a lunch appointment I had all these different things going on and and at the end of the day I was like God I need this like I mm. actually this week need to be on the phone with mm-hmm. my friends I, and I canceled the lunch I made sure that I made space and I got on the phone with them because the value of the relationship was good for my mental mm-hmm. health it was good for my sanity it was good for me to be able to connect with people so I think resisting the temptations and obviously I'm not saying just like you know because some people might be on the flip side of that where they would never you know, even think to plan something because they're just always with people. So I, I recognize we all have different personality types. But what I am saying is just make space, you know, like if you make commitments to people, keep them. Um, and if you if you want to see your relationships thrive, then you have to make space for that. There's just no way around it. It's going to take time and it's going to take investment. It's going to take money. It's going to take resources. It's going to take what you have to give um, because that's what it takes to build a generous, thriving relationship. Absolutely. Never underestimating the physical and emotional labor physical yes. cost of time <laughs> and yes. the emotional labor yes. labor necessary i think um yes. you know you said 
depending on somebody's personality type. But I think for everybody, you still have to be intentional, right? You still have to say, yes, hey, you are life-giving word. to me. I know that, that mm-hmm. this friendship means something to both of us. And not like a DTR, but kind of, honestly. And being like, yep. how, hey, yeah. how long? How often do you want to check in and just get together and share our hearts and be refreshed in each other's company, whether that be a phone call or in person mm-hmm. or whatever? You know what? I, I, I have a friend. We try to meet up at least every other year. Just and we, we we keep in contact in between that, but to just be with one another because yep. we live in different cities. Yeah. So I think really yep. practically as well, just asking yourself, how long can I go without connecting, yeah. or how long can I go before I know I need to connect with my people because it is yep. so life giving. And like you said, I'm also it the is. kind of person where I'm like, oh, but there's so much to get done. I know I can move this. I know I can move yep. that. But the truth is, my yep. soul needs that. Your soul yes. needs that. Correct. We need our people we really really yes, do. We do Ashley do you have any closing words on that no I don't just find your people y'all love them hard like Pinterest like be Pinterest be saying <laughs> find your tribe and love them hard that's right that's it yeah thank you <laughs> uh, may we always cherish and value our friendships because you want to know yes. what if you got a man in your life he may be your rock or if you got kids they might drive you crazy but your friends they keep you sane Come on, they do. They're your life. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next (laughs) week, Why Though listeners. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.